Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering listeners of the Always Be Booked podcast a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash alwaysbebooked and browse the unmatched selection of audio and start listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash alwaysbebooked today. I mean, come on, people. Can we get past this? This is absolutely out of control. How long is this hijacking of the eyes have to go on? You go to a cruise, you go on the beach, you take a commute to work. You don't need to be staring into a book anymore. Close your eyes, relax, and listen to the information as it's spoon-fed right into your ears with audibletrial.com slash alwaysbebooked, and yes, you get a free trial membership. Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show Coming to you not quite live From the K Compound Down in Boca Raton, Florida. Welcome. We're doing this again. It is a Friday show. You know what? I'll tell you what. It seems like Friday is the day to do this. It seems like what I am going to do, though, starting next month is record these on Friday and put them out Monday. I think we may, after three years, not coming up on three years, get into a little bit of a rhythm here. Clearly, this Patreon thing is uh, getting me into more of a rhythm. Now, I want to say something about that, okay? And I know the regular cones out there are going to be like, oh, please, no more. But this, the, this, that's the purpose. There's good news. There's light at the end of the tunnel for you regular cones out there who are so sick of hearing about all this Patreon talk. It's just been a little hot lately because I just decided that going forward, I am going to do it every day. It's not just a marathon. So that just kind of caught a little fire, and there was a little bit of a, let's just go on an all always be booked news cycle surrounding that. So what are we going to do here? I did mercifully start a separate Facebook group, and I really want you guys to know that it is not to freaking have anything change in this group whatsoever. This is the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast. This is the most important show that I do. This is the free content that will come to you each and every week, and the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook will still be by far the main hub and where all the action is but we do have to eat out here so we created the patreon but now like i see now cones i do understand that it could be a little bit off-putting when you're seeing you know and super cones by the way i know you are doing uh i know i know what's going on you are absolutely advocating the patreon half of it is because you love it so much and you just want to want to kind of see it spread but the other half is that you are trying to help me out and uh, kind of, I guess, you know, when people sign up for the Patreon, of course, that helps me. But uh, what I want to do right now, and it's a call to everybody, including myself, is, you know what? 
I am going to do a read on the Patreon. There's going to be a whatever it is, one to two minute conversation about just reminding you about the Patreon and what the benefits are, just like any other radio advertisement or whatever. And then that's where it's going to end. I don't want the Patreon and the Super Cone stuff to fill out fill fill in and spill over into where this is and this is the main show this is where the action is this is the most important part of all the things we do is this podcast right here the always be booked weekly podcast so the weekly cruise podcast so please let's just kind of you know once this kind of thing goes over now realize okay let's do let's just talk about it for a second the, i am doing a cruise show Every single day going forward. And that is going to be on Patreon. Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Slash always be booked. And there for $5 a month. There is going to be a cruise radio show. Every. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say cruise radio show. Because just saying the word cruise radio is wrong to. I guess whatever. Uh, I'm going to be doing a show. And the reason I'm calling it a little bit more of a radio show now. Is because. That's what I always looked at a radio show as. You know what I mean? A, a, a daily scheduled thing. Whether my guys were, you know, Howard Stern, Mike Francesa. You know, he's the sports talk guy. Whether it's uh, on Hot ninety seven, you had uh, Ed Lover and Dre back in my day. Now it's the Breakfast Club. Just something you could start your morning to each and every single day. So that's what I'm going to give you guys, and that's what's going to be there every single day on the Patreon. And if that is something that's interesting to you and something that makes you want to sign up you know you'll hear about that on this show but again i do not want to see if i'm like joe listener and i love the always be booked podcast for whatever reason possible and there are plenty of valid reasons uh and it's not just economic it's just certain people just don't have we're not going in we're not we're not creating another bill for ourselves i do understand that level of it uh you know who is this guy he's i like him i like his style but who is he to ask me for money i like that i understand that part of it all those things if you just want to continue to consume the always be both cruise podcast all you need to do is just listen to the show and interact in the group and yes we're going to leave the patreon stuff out aside for and i'm not going to apologize for the one read the one little pop that i'll give it which I just did, all right? So we could leave that there for now. We also are on Facebook. As you know, the Always Be Booked Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook. If you are the fitness type and you want to try to get into shape a little bit, you want some motivation for that, we are not necessarily an expert fitness group, but we have that. It's called the ABB Gym and Spa. And uh, we also have the Instagram. If you want to hop on Instagram, check us out, Always Be Booked. But that's about it. Uh what else is going on with you guys this week? It's uh, pretty straightforward. Still over at Crazy Uncle Mike's, grinding it out, doing Blue Martini tonight, grinding that out. Still, you know, things are, things are okay. Since I had that back injury last week, uh, you know, it's gotten better. It definitely threw the gym off a little bit. I wasn't able to make the gym as much as I'd like to. There's a lot going on in cruising. I guess we might as well just get to it. Here we go. Let's start the cruise news. All right, when you cover cruise news, there seems to be a few recurring themes, right? 
One of the ones we love to report on are the successful rescue missions. This past Sunday, Royal Caribbean's Majesty of the Seas, when uh, they were just a few miles from Cuba, when a passenger noticed a very small boat off the coast, off in the distance, that seemed to be carrying about six to eight people or whatnot. It wasn't necessarily that clear to the guest at the time because it was so far away. Uh, one of the people was waving a white, look some sort of a fabric. It could have been a t-shirt, jacket, piece of whatever. Uh, the captain announced that it would be diverting towards the small boat to investigate the situation. It was soon realized that this boat needed to be rescued and rescued quickly. Royal Caribbean did just that by deploying one of its lifeboats and towing the passengers to safety, and then they brought them on board. Uh, since the captain announced this, hundreds of people, as you would imagine, gathered on the pool deck to watch the rescue efforts, and uh, many accounts from passengers said they saw the flimsy boat and wondered how the migrants thought that they would possibly be able to survive, survive the journey on such a small and basically not up-to-code vessel. The passengers ended up being seven Cuban migrants, and they were brought to safety by the diligent efforts of the crew on board the Majesty of the Seas. No word as of yet on how the 2,000 guests on board Majesty of the Seas were rescued from that 30-year-old ship. Uh, these missions, you know, they don't always have a happy ending. You never know what the hell's going to happen. But it is great to see that this one did. You guys catch that joke, right? I didn't. Those 2,000 people didn't need to be rescued. I was making a joke that the Majesty of the Seas is an old ship. And if you're on it, you know what? About a day in, somebody's going to want to. You're going to want somebody to rescue you. But I am kidding, Royal Caribbean. To joke. Invite me to something, will you? The U.S. Coast Guard reported that the seven migrants were brought back to Cuba on Wednesday. When reached for comment, one of them said, Hmm, esto es incomo. That's a joke, but you're going to have to look that up and figure out what it meant in Spanish. Uh, all right, Norwegian seems to be feeling very giving lately as they run multiple campaigns to give away cruises ranging from three to seven days. Now, let's start with an initiative that they are calling uh, what they're basically saying. They're looking for someone who deserves an encore. Not to get overly technical, but isn't an encore something you give rather than receive, I think? So, like. Get, like the people who are going to receive this, shouldn't they be giving it? Who knows? Uh, anyway, the cruise line is giving away 64 free cruises representing all the states, territories, and provinces of Canada uh, and the U.S. territories and the states of the United States, except, uh, weirdly enough, for Quebec. Quebec is the only place that's not represented, and I have no idea why Quebec would be left out. I don't know. Quebec, do you know? Spill the beans. Quebec, what did you do to not deserve an encore? I want to find this out now. Somebody get on this, please, for me. So here's how this one is breaking down. Norwegian is asking you, that's right, you, to nominate someone who you think deserves an encore in the form of a free cruise. This promotion is named after its newest ship, uh, ship which was named the Norwegian Encore. Uh, we have a quote from CEO and President Andy Stewart. We are in the people business delivering positive, memorable experiences around the world. We believe it is very important to make the time to celebrate and thank the people whose acts of kindness and compassion make a difference in the lives of their friends, families, and communities. We are very proud and excited to launch Encore Moments, and we encourage the public to bring these hometown heroes to the forefront for a well-deserved Encore. 
Now, these cruises are going to range between three days and five days. And if you feel strongly that someone you know should be considered for this honor, log on to EncoreMoments.ncl.com. We're going to run that back. EncoreMoments.ncl.com. This contest will run from September 18th to October 18th, and the 64 winners will then be flown to New York City, all expenses paid, and given full accommodations, and will attend a ceremony on December 16th to celebrate this announcement. So that's, I guess, it's it's a promotion, of course, but you got to give Norwegian credit. That's pretty awesome. 64 people are going to get a free three- to five-day cruise. Now, if we're going to step it up here right now, because speaking of nearly impossible tasks performed by brave souls, those in the studio audience who had to sit through an entire episode of Ellen with special guest Kelly Clarkson were compensated with a complimentary seven-day cruise on board Norwegian Encore. Now, this was a promotion that was based around the announcement that Kelly Clarkson would be named godmother to Norwegian's largest and newest ship, hence the Encore. Uh, as Kelly was giving, giving the details on her new role, she surprised the nearly 200 audience members with the very generous gift. The former American Idol winner and Grammy Award pop star seemed very excited about her role and has announced it on many platforms including her brand new her own brand new nbc daytime talk show i believe it's called the kelly clarkson show all right so here's an interesting one where do you hear this this is a little off the beaten path somewhat cruising related but mostly not we all know about the ongoing debate over cruising versus land-based vacations well as of 2025 there will be another form of travel that will be looking to compete for your tourism dollars what about a vacation in space? Gateway Foundations, a company out of California, is confident that the first tourists to be able to stay in a hotel in space will be ready to accept its first guests by 2025 and be fully operational by 2027. Uh, the space station will be called the Von Braun station it claims that will offer the guests a feel of home with luxury suites recreation halls bars and restaurants while literally floating around in space to give potential guests an accurate picture of what the experience will be like representatives of this project the gateway foundation seem to be using the cruise experience as a comparison in order to paint as accurate of a picture as possible there will be various activities at the resort that will feature unique games that can offer a close to zero gravity experience such as rock climbing trampolining and uh, low gravity basketball well, you know the good old low gravity basketball where your uh, overweight uncle can dunk on you uh there are they are even looking to set up excursions to other parts of space including a day trip to the moon L ladies and gentlemen this is not an april fools this is not a fictional article i mean i don't know who knows if this is really going to happen but this is a, a, a the, it's a realistic intent it's there. Von Braun will have the capacity for around 400 guests at a time with a staff of approximately 100 on hand to ensure an out-of-this-world guest experience. I know. It's terrible. I had to do it, right? You had to do one of those space out-of-this-world puns. I wonder if extraterrestrials from Mars will eventually come down and start asking for work and offering to do it at a lower wage. We will see. We have a statement from senior design architect Tim Alatori. As a species, we have had a transient and limited presence in space by a small number of species for over 58 years. 
We want to change that and open up space to anyone who wishes to work or live in space. When compared to the Stanley Kubrick movie 2001 Odyssey, A Space Odyssey, Altori said the atmosphere of the station hotel will be warmer with fabrics, lighting, paints, and materials with texture to help us connect and feel at home. Uh, so a logistical obstacle that they're talking about that needs to be considered was the fact that long-term zero gravity would have a very damaging impact to staff and guests on their return back to Earth. For example, Scott Kelly is an astronaut who stayed on the International Space Station for over several months, and he had a brutal experience returning to Earth. The pressure of his return to gravity caused nausea, pain, and ineffectiveness of his limbs to due to significant muscle loss from lack of use while in the zero-gravity environment. This is uh, especially an issue in his legs, having trouble walking. So in order to pull this off, the company will somehow... I saw a couple of different things on this. I I think maybe they were going to try to recreate some sort of a wheel, so like you'll always be moving, but you won't feel like you're always moving. Uh, But they got to somehow create artificial gravity to avoid this issue. What do you guys think? Will there be a line of people fighting to get on this maiden voyage, or might we be waiting a few journeys to maybe see how it goes? What are we going to call these things? Are we gonna, like as far as when you call a cruise a sailing or a cruise, what are we going to call them? Flights, trips, journeys, missions? I don't know. If you're one of these people that's going to jump on this thing, I am going to leave you with a very sincere good effing luck. All right. Moving on back to Earth, let's give a big shout out to Carnival Cruise Line for doing the right thing. I recently posted a poll in the lounge on Facebook and I was asking if you read your cruise contract or not. Last time I checked, the number was at 95 no's and about 15 yes. Uh, I ask this because I often hear and read about people questioning their rights during during itinerary changes. And then it becomes like a public uh, shaming session. I see people like, what? You didn't read your cruise contract? Like, I see that statement so often and that question being asked so often by these, you know, holier-than-thou people that, you know, shame you for, you know. I can tell you that I've never even glanced at it. Perhaps I should. Uh, but I figure, really, what what in that language? If I okay, so I'm going to go book this cruise. It's perfect. It's going to the itinerary I want on the ship I want at the right price. And then I'm going to okay. Now it's time to sit down and read the cruise contract. What in the language of that contract will really have me not book the cruise as a result? So I mean, come on, it's one of those can't fight city hall things in my opinion. So I kind of just leave it alone. Now, having said that, I do know that once you are on board, the captain can pretty much have the final say and can cancel any port of call or redirect the ship in any direction if he feels that that's what's best for the safety of the guests and the crew on board. Now, I recently saw an article, and I'm going to give a big shout out to cruiseradio.net because this is where I saw this, for uh, the reporting that the Carnival Sunrise was recently not able to fulfill its scheduled call to the port of Kings Wharf, Bermuda, Kings Wharf, Bermuda due to bad weather. The plan was, you know, after they realized the weather was going to be bad, their plan was to stop in South Carolina and then make their way out to Bermuda. But unfortunately, conditions did not improve, so they couldn't go to Bermuda. Instead, they returned to New York, never having made it to Kings Wharf. Now, as we know, when in masses, people are asses, and there were several people expressing their extreme displeasure as if the right move was to s- sail directly into this bad weather. I mean, what 
that that would have been a better vacation for you? What what, what kind of cruise would you have enjoyed sailing directly into crap? Then you would have been right in Carnival like they can control the weather. So in this case, Carnival acted appropriately and delivered on what it was contractually obligated to do in the form of just a full-length cruise. They gave you a cruise. You know what I mean? You were on board. You got to eat free. You got to enjoy the amenities on the ship. However, due to the inconvenience, the cruise line did, in fact, extend a 100% future cruise credit, a move that I consider to be above and beyond. I don't know. What do you guys think? Senior cruise director and brand ambassador and fun ship punching bag, for lack of a better term, John Heald made a statement. And he's always grandiose with these. He goes, this is John here from 34,000 feet. I am so sorry this happened because I know how much you were looking forward to seeing Bermuda. Sadly, the weather did not improve. I hope the 100% future cruise credit we have given you will enable you to come back soon and see Bermuda. Thanks so much for your understanding and I hope we will see you soon. Uh, I don't know. That pretty much sums it up. Great job, Carnival. And all of those of you kicking and screaming on that sailing, you're welcome. Well, I guess you're welcome from Carnival. I guess I didn't do shit. All right, that's it for the cruise news. Let's get into the main topic for the show, which is problems that you may encounter on cruises and possible solutions. Right, by the way, guys, do you know I have a YouTube channel? We hit a milestone. It's not really a milestone. It's on our way to being able to hit a milestone. But it is officially the single-digit dance. We have only 99 subscribers left to hit that evasive 1,000 subscriber number. Now, this has been a battle. I don't necessarily understand. I do feel bad about having to continue to bother you about these YouTube numbers, but I can't believe we can't get a thousand YouTube subscribers here yet. I have a lot of good ideas coming out for content. I'm working on several new videos. So if you would not mind giving me a little pop, heading over to youtube.com, searching always be booked and subscribing. I mean, hit the bell. Don't hit the bell. I mean, it's crazy how YouTube puts you everybody in a position. If you're watching a YouTube channel, it's check out the YouTube. Give me a like with the thumbs up. Subscribe. Then you got to hit the bell. I know it's a lot of homework. I'm not trying to put you through all that. For right now, I just need the subscriptions. The views are great, but I need the subscriptions to get to 1,000. And then I will absolutely take a huge step back from bothering you guys about you know, subscribing to YouTube. All right, the topic for today is problems on the cruise on a cruise. Now, the the this is going to be a little rough. So, first and foremost, the word problems isn't necessarily the most accurate. It's maybe things that you have to deal with while on a cruise. Things that aren't necessarily that you know as far as far as you know your plug and play vacation these are some things that you know whether it's before during and after the cruise that you may have to deal with and ideally there's just little mini solutions or ways around them that i suggest this is going to be a little bit of a rough outline i'm going off the top with a lot of this stuff i know it's a lot of a lot of the uh, the way you guys like it a lot of times, but I just want to kind of open up a little bit of a discussion about some of the p- issues that can happen while you're cruising, before, during, after, and how you can overcome them. All right, so let's start with the booking process. And one of the biggest things is, and probably the biggest thing before you cruise, is 
how to pick a cruise. Which cruise are you going to go on? Which cruise do you want? I just dealt with that yesterday. Shout out to Tanya, Tanya Wolf, uh, an old friend down here in West Palm. She's coming at me with the problem is they get a, people get a lot of misinformation. Uh, I told her like this Royal Caribbean cruise, I found a great deal for her. This is like an insane deal. You get Coco K, you get the newly refurbished Navigator. And she's like, ah, Royal Caribbean? Ugh. I'm like, what's the matter? She's like, I want Carnival. I heard Royal Caribbean. I heard Carnival's the fun ship. I heard Carnival's where you want to go and Royal Caribbean. I don't want to be cruising with a bunch of old people. No offense to old people. Just just repeating what she said. I, I'm i not an ageist. I think, you know, first of all, what's what's old? Nowadays, you got to be 90 to be considered old. Uh, so she had it in her mind that, you know, Royal Caribbean was, and give her credit, she's in her early 30s so she wants to have uh she wants to put herself in a position to be cruising with people who are mostly around that age barrier age age range so i'm like uh, you know you're a little off there i'm not sure and then it comes off because it's hard when you're selling these cruises people do have their antennas up you know they could be and you know we're not friends per se anymore we used to have a, a a relationship back in the day um a long time ago we'll leave most of that alone but it was back in the west palm days of the you know me just breaking into the business we just you know again nowadays facebook you know you don't lose touch really lose touch with anybody isn't that crazy you know what i mean all the there's no there's no such thing when you used to freaking say goodbye to somebody you used to say goodbye to somebody now it's like all right good luck i'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs> so she was just a little confused, and I don't know, but she may not knowing me anymore as she used to. She may be, this is a travel agent. He's trying to sell me on this cruise. Uh, maybe he's right, but, you know, maybe there's some doubt. She may know in her mind that Carnival is the only cruise line that is not just ridden with se- senior citizens. Of course, we all know she couldn't be further from the truth, but having said that... Uh, I just tried to explain it to her as much as possible. So indecision in booking a cruise. Listen, I always just break it down. Is this a port-driven cruise? Is this a crew-driven cruise? And when I say crew, I don't mean the onboard staff. I mean the people you're going with. Is this a ship-driven cruise or a price-driven cruise? So I've done solo cruises, and those are basically price-driven. You know what I mean? I've done ship-driven cruises when I wanted to see the newest and hottest ship that was out there or the, all the amenities and all the, you know, whatever the industry has to offer as far as innovation and things like that. I've absolutely booked a crew-driven cruise, which pretty much is the group cruise that we're going to go on, uh, but that's also the next one too as well, which is a port-driven cruise. When we did the Norwegian Gem in 2015, we scratched the Quantum of the Seas, which was literally still had that new cruise smell on it, but we ditched it for a nine-day St. Thomas, Tortola, San Juan, and St. Martin cruise, and I would not trade that for anything. That was a port-driven cruise, and at the time, we knew it, and that's what we were doing. Uh... You know, another thing that's tough sometimes is once you do book the cruise, so the point, just wrapping that up, you got to decide for that particular sailing, which is important to you and kind of stick to it. Because you guys know these pri- the, 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 the choices that are out there are out of control. You can sit there and spend hours and hours and hours. Usually what I find I do, if I just get off a port-driven cruise or a couple of price-driven cruises in a row, I kind of want to go and I want to get into, you know, like a new ship cruise. While the ship-driven cruises for me nowadays have not necessarily been 
on the forefront. That's usually, I mean, cruise, I'm, I'm sorry, ship driven and price driven right now are on the bottom. You know what I mean? But if I do a bunch of cruises with my crew where I sacrifice the ship or maybe pay a little bit more than I want to, maybe in six months, I'm going to be wanting to go back to a ship-driven cruise. So I would say, where have you been? What have you done lately at sea? And where do you want to go now? Decide what you want to do, port, crew, ship, or price, and then use that to do your pros and cons list and then pick a damn cruise. I could tell you one thing. It's not going to be a bad cruise no matter what. Also, activity planning. Now, this is something that the cruise lines give you a lot of choices for. And in the beginning, when I was first cruising, I had no idea how to attack this. The choices seem to be overwhelming. And really, what you want to do is look into the fine print. There's so much of a description there. Now, what I used to do, my first cruise ever, I didn't do any of it. I just basically looked it up. That sounds cool. Let's do that. Let's look for turtles in St. Thomas. Let's uh, ride a horse in Grand Turk. And uh, let's go to the Bacardi factory in San Juan. And yes, that was the cruise where I was like, you know what? I'm not having the best time, but I saw the potential of what we could do and how fun this would be. But if you want to plan an activity, you got a bunch of different ways to go about it. You can definitely, and I think the first thing you should do is to look and see what the cruise line has to offer. Definitely look up and down the list, see what see what's there, see uh, read into it. A lot of times they won't have a ton of reviews, but there will be reviews there, so definitely check out those reviews. But then also, if you don't necessarily make a clear-cut decision, Go over to see what see what uh, shore excursion group has. There are you know you just do a search cruise shore excursions and there are groups out there that basically promise that they are as guaranteed to take care of you as the cruise line shore excursions are. Now the safest way to go clearly is there's basically no chance. I mean I shouldn't say no chance. It's, it's, it's the world is the world. Anything can happen, but. There's very, very little chance that there will be any issues if you book directly through the cruise line. They don't play around. They don't mess around. You're not going to miss the ship. You're not going to get ripped off. You're not going to be put in danger or anything like that if you are booking an excursion through the cruise line. Now, the second level of security down for that, yet still very secure to me, is through one of these excursion groups, one of these third-party excursion groups. They are building their business on that same level. They are building a business based on you feeling comfortable and showing you a great time, and they are close to the same level when it comes to guaranteeing you get back on the ship in time, guaranteeing your safety and things like that. But again, if it's, you know, whatever the name of the insert shore excursion, you know, third-party group name they still you can't tell me that they are as as foolproof as the cruise line itself but they're still very very worth looking at so if you don't find anything that immediately jumps out at you on your uh, excursions list from your cruise line i strongly su- suggest doing one of those. Then you have the resort for a day thing. That's resortforaday.com. You can find a resort based on your cruise. And most of them have the search tool where they will pull up your cruise and ins- uh, they will just spit out 
choices for you based on the actual sailing that you're going on. So the chances of you picking something that doesn't apply to your sailing or something that will get you back late won't even be it won't even be put in front of you. So that's good. And then the other choice is to just go rogue. You know what I mean? For example, you're going to Tortola. What are the search YouTube? What do the locals do in Tortola? And then you're just on your own. Cabs and you and your money. And you know what? Listen, I go that route a lot. Yes, you don't have any guarantees. Yes, you don't have any, um, you know, whether it's safety, whether it's anything. But the reality is you got to walk through this world and, you know, you don't this 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 idea that anything is going to completely make you safe. Anything is completely going to be risk free is crazy because you will have issues. And sometimes it's like, you know, you, you have to be vigilant. Uh, what's it? What is the word? Vigilant, vigilant, diligent. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm struggling for the word I'm looking for right now. But you have to be aware of your surroundings. You have to be careful. You have to stay alert. I would always recommend, when possible, doing this in groups and staying with your group at all costs. But, yes, there's no reason why, if you do your research and find out it's a safe area, if you go on a vacation, right? You go to If you're going to go to St. Martin on a vacation, you're going to fly there. You don't get some group that's running around following you around guaranteeing your safety guaranteeing you that you're going to make your flight people go on vacations and they just venture out on their own all the time yes there's research there's areas that you know you've read the news you've seen the news that you shouldn't do that in there's places in jamaica that way you should stay on any resort you go to and you should not leave the resort without an escort of somebody who knows the area and knows how to make sure you stay safe you know things like that but you can do it now what i do a lot of times too is you know Sometimes you look at an excursion and you don't get the full picture by just reading the descriptions. A lot of times what I'll do is literally write down the excursions that I'm considering and then just YouTube the shit out of them. Look online, get a good feel, find out what you're getting involved with, and then put yourself in a position to make the best decision. All right. Another issue that comes along is budgeting and payment planning. So you book your depo- you put your deposit down and then you know what whether your cruise is in a year and a half from now whether it's 30 days from now you have to allocate for the things you're going to spend. So when you see that price of that cruise it's crazy. I just remember my first cruise booking and it said, you know, 499, $499 and you have an 8-day cruise out of New York to San Juan, St. Thomas, and grand turk and i'm like that is out of control that's amazing yes i'm gonna do it now while i still think the value is huge let's not get it twisted all these things come at you you have the taxes oh okay well you know and the and the cruise lines they're just you know it's a matter of fact well what do you think you don't pay taxes i mean you know of course you gotta pay all right okay you gotta pay taxes well there's port charges too what do you think these people just you know let us dock at their country for free and they don't there's no port charges for you know t- okay port charges fine now you get on board awesome now i'm ready to go okay it's not all inclusive all right you got to pay for drinks okay no problem you know that would have been nice but i get it it's not you got to make money on the booze so just the food is free okay but this food is free if you want this food you gotta pay uh 
And then, oh, by the way, what is this eighteen ninety nine that was taken out? I didn't spend eighteen ninety nine on room service. Oh, service. Okay, now we realize that there's an eighteen dollar and ninety nine cent charge every night, and those are for your basic tips and things like that. What's the prices of drinks? Uh, Eleven dollars, twelve dollars. Grey Goose. Well, why are you charging me thirteen sixty five? Oh, that's the gratuity, the autograph. So what I'm saying is, and then the excursions couple of hundred dollars a pop each on those you have to realize of course nowadays the drink package is very common so lay out what you're spending on the cruise put it in waves you know what i mean go okay here's your deposit that's your budget for deposit here's paying off the cruise paying off the cruise now you know when you get on board you know it's an eight-day cruise on royal caribbean nowadays that drink package is getting up there man really so what is it 65 a day and 70 dollars a day now so now you have to really kind of come out of pocket for this drink package. But that's another reason. So I'm a big proponent in all this last-minute stuff with booking cruises. But you have to, I mean, to me, booking a cruise early, I think when people tell you, everybody's going to tell you, book the cruise early to get the best deal. I don't buy that. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't buy it because how many, I could tell you as a travel agent, how many times I've had to give people back money because their cruise ship went, their, their cruise price went down. Happens all the time. You do not know how well a particular sailing is going to sell a year and a half out. Now, sometimes you do. Now, with this group cruise that we're going on, this is an example of thank God we booked early. But in other cases, you'll see pissed off customers on that on that um carnival paradise cruise i went on half that ship was loaded with people throwing their other being up in arms and finding out that they paid you know 450 600 sticker price for the cruise when people like me are hopping on it for 50 60 70 bucks you know what i'm saying so a lot of times you do get that last minute deal but what i'm talking about is just the reason you uh, uh, an advantage to booking early is so that you can lay out and budget your expenses in waves. So if you book a cruise, you know, let's say 14 months before the sailing, your budget's out of the way, that money's spent, you're not even thinking about it anymore, you already started going with your, living your regular life, and, you know, you don't feel that as much anymore because you've already replenished your savings or whatever to reflect what you spent on that on that deposit. Now, okay, you have three four five six different increments you want to pay off the cruise in you have to have the cruise paid off within 90 days so now you have final payment done sometimes 120 days with certain cruise lines so now you have a 90-day period where your cruise is completely paid off and now you have three months to spend i'm sorry three months to save on all the things you want to spend on board whether it's the drink package buy the drink package early too. get that out of the way Cruise lines love this because they do realize that if you spend, the more early you spend on all these things, the more money extra. You know what I mean? So the psychology of it is, is if you buy it for the, from the cruise line standpoint, if they can get you to pay off your cruise and pay off your excursions and buy your drink package right around final payment, that's three months of you replenishing your account with money, budgeting properly. Now you get on board. And now that's more money, gravy money that they're going to spend, whether you buy a watch, whether you dine specialty, whether you upgrade, whether you go 
and uh you know spend money in the in the in the gift shops or whatever it is you spend money on it's definitely a much more easier sell than when you get on board and now you buy your drink package and now you buy your shore excursions and you say whoa that's a 700 dollars pop i just made so you know what let's ease up on all the other stuff that we might spend money on but for you yes it's also good for you because you are able to see what's in front of you and it's it's it, it gives you the opportunity to budget and save from a long-term perspective and to me that is the advantage to booking early not always necessarily by getting the best pricing also for upgrades too you know what i mean if you decide that you've saved and you've already put back the money that you spent on the deposit and paying off your cruise and you know what you get a bonus at work you've you've replenished all your money and then you're feeling good something good happens you want to celebrate you know what what are we doing here what do we get? A, what do we do? What are we doing with this ocean view? How much you call up? How much is a balcony? They call you. Call up the cruise line. You tell. Well, we have a uh, category X, a balcony X for uh, such and such amount of money. If you'd like to upgrade, we can do that now. You give yourself more maneuverability by spending and paying things off as early as possible. That's my uh, that's my tip, and that's my take on 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 why. If you're going to book early, that's why you might want to do it. All right, let's talk about embarkation day. And this is such a bittersweet day. It's not a bitter, bitter day at all. I get, all right, I guess I, to call it embarkation day at all bittersweet. But in a way, it sometimes kind of is. Because just getting there, right? We all know that if you're, if you're traveling from out of town, it does not make any sense. Unless you absolutely have to, again, People say, no, don't do it. But this circumstances are circumstances and people roll the dice on stuff. But we always say you got to get there the day before, right? So you got to you gotta get there the day before, which means that's another expense. Unless you have a friend in the area, you are going to have to get yourself a hotel. When you pick a hotel, a lot of people have recommendations. A lot of people say, well, this is right by the cruise port. Well, this has a park and stay package. Well, you have a lot of options. What you should do is go on one of the discount sites, look at the map. And I don't know, hotels are funny because everybody's got a different threshold for what they can stand on a hotel. I see uh, Tony and Jenny from Lolita Loca. I always see them, you know, vlogging about their sketchy hotels. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of with them on that. You know what I mean? If I can get a $69 rate in a days in that's in a safe area but doesn't have the best pool, you're about to go on an eight-day cruise. Do I need to stay at the freaking, uh, you know, the, the – come on, Tommy. Think of a really nice hotel really quick. The uh, the Radisson or the, um, you know, the the, the – the, 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 See, the problem is all these hotels, some of them are really nice and some of them are really crappy. You can't just go by name. The Hilton, some of the Hiltons are the nicest in the world, but then you could stay there. There, Dumpy Hiltons do exist. Same thing with Marriott. But, you know, what I'm saying is I personally like to save on the hotel. If I don't necessarily have to, I prefer to go a little El Cheapo in the hotel. If I'm somewhat near the cruise port, if the Uber to the cruise port is not going to bend me over and crush me, I am very, very happy to save money on the hotel and, again, start the vacation the next day. Uh, getting into town sometimes is an issue. I always say if you can, there's nothing like the convenience, and that's one of the things that drew me to cruising initially. I told you guys the story a couple of times when I saw the fact 
that I could get on a vessel that takes me to my vacation and also is my vacation. Again, one of the reasons I cruise. And when I saw that giant floating, and I don't even remember what freaking cruise ship it was. I think it was like the Norwegian Gem or something like that. Or it looked like, a, looking back, it looked like a Norwegian cruise ship that I saw going by us when we were drinking at that staff outing. And I was looking at it and the, heard the music coming from the Lido deck. And I'm thinking, these people are just chilling. They're not in some big rush to run through airports and run on run onto trains and carrying a bunch of bags. They're already there. They're already on their vacation. And they're already being entertained, having fun. And that thing that I'm looking at right there, those people are going to wake up in San Juan, Puerto Rico in two and a half days. Sign me up. So for me, if you can drive to your cruise port, I always recommend trying to do that because it is like... I truly, truly believe that uh, just, just you know, it can bring you down. The lines, the all that stuff, and things like that can get you. If you let it, can get your vacation off to a rough start. So let's talk about embarkation, um, em- embarkation day on board. What I will recommend is have your shit together before you get on that ship. What you do not want to do. What you do not want to do is go anywhere near that guest services line on the first day. Now, I was forced to on the Carnival Horizon. It was an absolute disaster because you don't even know. You're rolling the dice. Let's just, all right, so so fast forward. So it's 2.30 p.m. You're on board. You want to buy the drink package. And you got to buy the drink package because you don't want to start buying drinks. You got to do it as soon as possible. You were negligent. You didn't buy the drink package before the cruise started. But you need it. Okay, you can't start drinking until you get that drink package because now you're going to pay double if you do. You're going to buy drinks and then you're going to get the drink package when you could have the drink package and they were included or whatever. But now you got to get on the guest services line. Maybe you didn't set up your cash spending. You got to get on the guest services line. Now it's 2.30 and you got to roll the dice because you want to start having fun and you don't necessarily mind waiting in the line just so long as it's in the rear view mirror. But having said that, you get on this ship, and you don't know when that line is going to get shut down. So you can invest two hours of standing in line, and you know everything shuts down for the muster drill. And if you don't make it to the front of that line by the time the muster drill starts, what happens? you got to go do it all over again once the muster drill is over. And good luck with that, because there's going to be another mad dash. So what you want to do, definitely, is put yourself in a position where you are not having to go anywhere near guest services on day one. That is a legitimate and and, and, and uh, an actual train wreck. Uh, you also want to listen. One thing I hate as well, me and Stu always banged heads on this. Oh, just showing up to the terminal. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, to me. You get there really early or you get there really late. Some people think it's cowboy shit when you're talking about getting there really late. Like I said, we've gotten there very, very late. We've almost we've almost been peer runners on our embarkation day. No, not proud of that. It's a little ridiculous when you think about it. But again, I didn't mind it. I wasn't mad at it because to me, the cruise doesn't start until you sail away. Until the or at least until 
the mustard drill is over because you got responsibilities. You got to carry your shit. You got to go upstairs. You got to walk. You got to check in with that person. You got to check in with this person. You got to take this picture. You got to, you know, and and that's me. I always drive into the cruise terminal that I'm going to. I can only imagine you guys who are flying in and having to deal with checking your bag on the airport and, you know, checking out of the hotel and and this and that. That's got to be rough. So my thing is I pack my bag. And I go in late. You know what I'm saying? I go in late. I get on the ship late. There's never a line. You breeze through the whole thing. Everybody's kind of laughing. Oh, it's nice of you guys to show up. And that's fine. They love it. They know they're going home soon. This is the last part of their day when all these miserable cones, <laughs> all these cones get on the cruise ship. They get to go home. So they know you show up late. Everybody's in a good mood. Because they're like, oh, it's almost over. The day is almost over. I can go I can go almost have that drink. I can go meet up my, with my kids, you know. So they're, they're smiling and they're kind of laughing that you're running through. And you literally have a giant empty hangar to deal with. And you just literally walk right on. As opposed to what? Struggling to get there by noon, noon 30. See if it goes again. We said noon 30 there. And now you got to stand in this line just so you can get on the ship at by like what? 2 p.m.? Instead of 4.30? What are you going to do in that hour and a half? You, the, the, the mustard drill is looming anyway. It's looming against you anyway. No. Get on the ship early. Get yourself a half hour before. And we always... Uh, oh, no, no. We leave our bags. So we always give our luggage up going on and then carry our own off. But now it always seems that happens too. I've never really had a situation where... The mustard drill, I mean, we, you get the, the amount of time it takes to get your luggage is shorter as well. If you get on early, I really feel like you could wait up to four, five, six hours to get your luggage. If you get on late, you get your luggage fast. That always has seemed to work out, work out as well. You unpack workmanlike fashion, you do the mustard drill, you tour the ship a little bit, and then you start your vacation. Compact all that BS into one little, I guess, short period of time. Rather than starting your day at 8 a.m., getting trudging, trudging your way to the cruise ship. Now, the other option is okay. If you want to do real early, I'm not mad at that. If you want to do real early, be one of the first ones on the ship, that's okay too. Now, you still have that looming muster drill and all the responsibilities in front of you that are elongated over a seven or eight hour time period rather than just getting it all done in a two and a half hour span like I prefer to do. But either way, Getting there early and doing it early is still better than, you know what, I don't want to wait. Let's just show up at, a, at, at, at noon. Let's just show up at 1. Let's go right into the middle of the beast and stand on that line. That line sucks. That line absolutely sucks. Avoid it at all costs. Um, also, what you want to do is make sure you dress appropriately for wherever you are. Um, and maybe if there might be any difference in the weather, have a bag ready. You know what I'm saying? So like if you're in New York City, you know you're going to be in Puerto Rico in two days, but it happens to be November, so it's a nice chill. But maybe it's going to be nicer in a little while. So maybe have a hoodie on or a jacket on, but have something nice on underneath. Or, you know, just for wherever you are, realize that you're going to start moving and you're not going to have access to your full array of luggage. So just dress for comfortability, when I say appropriate, I say I mean just be comfortable. For expect, uh, you know, just expect to not have access 
to your bag, whether it's a hat you want, whether it's some sunscreen, whether it's the uh, cute shirt you wanted to check into, uh, change into the minute you got on board, or you know what, it's colder than I thought, maybe I should put on pants. Have that stuff. If that, if you see any of that stuff being a possibility of happening based on the uh, climate of where you're at right now on that particular cruise, have that stuff that you think you might want, even if you know you're not sure. Put it in your carry-on, definitely. Um, the mustard drill, do not rush to the mustard drill. Take your time. I mean, I'm not saying, like I said, you, you can you, you could try to avoid the mustard drill. I don't think you can nowadays. I think they check you in, but I definitely have in the past just ditched the mustard drill. But one thing I won't say is the minute they, you know, you have these diligent people. The minute they say, the mustard drill starting, please make your way to your mustard stations. You have these people that are all like, you know, let's get there. We got to get there. You know, they say, well, I don't want to be late. I want to be late. You know, they're not starting for another, you know, probably 30 minutes from when they first announcement. You get there nice and early. A, you're going to be standing, just standing on a deck, on a hot deck for longer than you want to, longer than most people. And you're going to get, by the time it's all said and done, you're going to be crammed in. Many times they they put you in the back first, and then they fill in the front as people show up. It also could go by uh, uh, what would it be the horizontal versus vertical. They could fill in the other way too, so you could still, if you get there late, you could still end up being in the front. But you know, my thing is, I just am so antsy. I I do not like lines. I do not like waiting. I do not like having people tell me where I got to be for an allocated amount of time. That's just my personality. But you know. Just don't rush to get to the mustard drill. Wait a little while. You have the warnings when they start getting that situation where you can't really go anywhere without somebody in a, uh, you know, one of those uh, one of those vests, you know, telling you where you got to go. Then you know what? All right. It's time to go. Walk around the ship. Check things out. You could use that from for you could you could. And I think, you know, maybe not everybody, but using the knowledge I have of cruise ships in general from when they start first announcing that you should go to the mustard drill up until that mustard drill absolutely starts i feel like i can get you know at least half of sometimes even full if it's a small enough ship full ship tour use be efficient with your time on day one the goal here is to get all that responsibility bullcrap administration stuff in the rear view so you could start your damn cruise. Because I felt like that on some cruises. Where Can this damn cruise just start already? Wait in this line. Wait in that line. Sit in this traffic. Sit in that traffic. It's, it gets crazy. So, you know, yes, it's a mindset. And yes, even if you have to go through all that crap, you still should be telling yourself, all right, this is just necessary. You got to deal with it. But you know what? Within, you know, T minus however many hours, insert amount of hours, your vacation's going to start. But sometimes it's, uh, you know, I prefer to minimize all of those, you know, let's call them cones, cones to the cones, things that get in the way of you being able to start your vacation. All right, let's talk about during the cruise. Um, Here's one that I hear. I've never had this issue, I don't think. I'm trying to remember if I've had it. No. I told this to Nicole. And Nicole is funny because shout out to Nicole Gerby. Nicole, when I first knew her, I was an absolute savage of a manager. Now, granted, it's when I had the most highest, uh, 
When I was most successful career-wise is when I was this way, but I was also an asshole. I was literally like, you know, a taskmaster, uptight. I'd be focused on details that 95% of my staff would be like, what are you even worrying about that for? I was just a little over the top, and I wasn't apologetic about it. I had a formula. It worked. It got me to where I was, and many people thought I was an asshole for it. And there was a certain few who did just get it and realize, you know what? Tommy's got these crazy rules. Tommy's a little intense sometimes. But if we just do, but Tommy's fun as hell and he parties and we're going to have fun. If I just follow these guidelines, we're going to get along. But for the most part, and let's talk, talking about Nicole, um, she was one of the person people who we didn't see eye to eye when we first met. I had a certain way I wanted to do things. Nicole was at the height of her party days, and she was kind of in it to just have fun. And I totally respect that, but we clashed heads like crazy. Her role was my event coordinator. But again, like we saw with Tanya the other day, we realized these event coordinators, these accountants, all of us, you could insert the word drunk before any job title. And that's what we were, CEO. Oh, no, this is our drunk CEO. This is our drunk, uh, you know, CFO. This is our drunk event coordinator because this, this was the culture, like it or not. Now, I was too. I was the drunk general manager, the drunk supervisor. But I took to it like I had very, very strict rules. I had strict meetings. And uh, when my, uh, let's just say my, my, my expectations weren't met, there was hell to catch and yes it did rub a lot of people the wrong way since then i've absolutely mellowed out and then before me and nicole went on our first cruise together i said just be prepared for a different me she's like what are you talking about i was like i I don't know what to tell you but when i'm at sea i don't have any issues i go with the freaking flow totally there might be things i want to do there might be things I, I suggest we should do, but honestly, at the end of the day, I'm going to take the step back. Chris will tell you, you know, he'll uh, he'll throw the captain moniker, moniker on me. Oh, captain, what are we doing today, captain? And that's fine. I don't mind taking the lead. But at the same time, if the three people, like I tell you all the time, if you ask me what the I'm going to go to every, I'm going to go to every, uh, I'm going to not go to every show because they're annoying and corny at some points, but I'm going to check out the shows. I'm going to check out, you know, the events that you see in the cruise planner. I'm going to go to them. Nicole, Chris, these guys, Jonathan, they, you know, they don't even Nick. They don't care about it. They don't even pick it up. They don't even look at it. And when I'm on, when I'm cruising with them, I'm absolutely fine to roll like that. You know what I'm saying? When I cruise with Stu, we're looking up and down the cruise compass. You know, when I cruise with, you know, Beatrix, we're looking to see what uh, attractions and adventures we could do based on what's available. You know, but my point is, is that I am completely go with the flow. But I am not going to lie to you. I have heard and just eavesdropped on some wars. If you especially if you're kind of do yourself a favor. If you want some entertainment, go on like the second sea day or the sea day before the first um port you're gonna get into grab yourself a beer or a drink of any sorts and go to the uh main atrium and just chill out and put your feet up and sit next to the shore excursions desk you're gonna hear some family well you're gonna hear some families about to break down there's gonna be some familial dissolving that goes on when you sit there and you listen to the words johnny you t- I told you we could do horseback riding, but then you said if we did horseback riding, we could snorkel. 
in St. Martin. Well, I don't want to snorkel in St. Martin. Okay, well, then do what you want. You just pick one, and that's it. I don't care what we do anymore. Just pick one, all right? It's actually kind of funny. I'm not going to lie to you. The cynicist in me, the, the, the glass is half empty person in me, does get a little entertainment out of that. But I'm just sitting there half drunk. I was like, wow. Well, you guys are on a cruise. Do not fight, especially when you go. You know, they say, like, when you're with family, and I, you can tell when you're with family, some of these are... People fight with their family because they feel more comfortable around their family. They'll say things to their family and 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 vent out pent up frustration on their family because they know their family has to forgive them. They'll be a little bit more guarded around friends or you know business associates or maybe even extended family members because those people don't gotta forgive you. You come out of you come out of line with them a couple too many times. You that's it. You're out. But it's when families get together and they start arguing about what they should do with shore excursions, man, that could be that could lead to all-out war. And yes, I will not lie. Sometimes it's entertaining to listen to. But how do you combat that? The way I combat that is to legitimately put myself in a position where I don't have to combat it. Where do you want to go? And if it's that important to where you want to do it and nobody else you're cruising with does want to do it, then just go do it. Go do it. Hey, guys, what are you doing? Basket weaving on Tortola? You're going to get together in a hot shack and learn how to make a native freaking hat out of plants or vines or whatever? What's that thing they do where they uh, they get the leaves and then they make the hat out of the leaves? You're going to do that sitting out in the sun? No drinks, no food? You know what? That sounds like a blast. Why don't you go enjoy that? I'm going to go on a bar crawl, a, a lead food tour of Tortola, a bar crawl. I'm going to go see an island. I'm going to go to a beach break. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that on my own. You get a little alone time. It's cool. You know what I mean? Regroup around 6 o'clock. What would you do? How was your basket weaving? Oh, yeah. It sucked. Oh, I would have thought it would have been great. Well, next time. Now you know. Now you know, right? Uh, you don't do that anymore. All right. So just compromise. Who cares? If you, if you don't care, go with them. Weave that basket. Or if you do, go do whatever you want and wish them the best. Um, itinerary changes. Again, all this stuff is the same answer, guys. It's mindset. You're going to get itinerary changes. Realize that. I haven't dealt with that yet. But I know it's coming. I've been on 20-plus cruises. I haven't had to deal with an itinerary change while on board. If they told me it's an itinerary change, yes, I will be disappointed. But at the same time, yeah, I had a pretty good run. And you know what? All the joy and pleasure I get from cruising. When you go in, you know that this is a possibility from cruising. This is the life we have chosen. Same thing with bad weather. There's plenty to do on a cruise ship during bad weather. You go inside. You enjoy yourself. I mean, do a bar crawl. uh, Play bingo. Do the trivia. There's tons of stuff that you can pivot from and not necessarily have to be you know, and then we'll go to the next one here with these crowds, annoying guests, conflicts. That's another thing, too, guys. And you're seeing it. And I said it before, as cruising develops as a form of travel, as cruising just gets bigger and bigger, what's that mean? More people are going to cruise just by, you know, just just the theory of relativity per capita. When more people cruise. More assholes are going to cruise. There's nothing you're going to do. If 100 people are on a ship, 1,000 people are on a ship, and 25 of them are assholes, 
Now the ship can hold 3,000 people. That's 75 assholes. Okay? I don't care what you do on land. You like to, you know what? You used to play off, you know, like me. You know what I mean? I used to be half a, want to be half a meathead. We'd uh, go out to bars and we'd, you know, if they were by, by, by 2 a.m., you know, be like, who's this guy looking at? What's this? Who's that guy? Where's he from? Wait, he's that guy that did that back in, uh, you know. Of course, you got your beers in you. There's going to be a problem. Somebody bumps into you and doesn't apologize right away. Of course, on land, you're like, does this kid want to get smacked? No. You're on, you're, you're, you have to change your mindset on board. A, because you don't want to ruin your vacation. B, because you don't want to ruin your life. These people do not play by the same rules. So relax. Let shit go on a cruise ship. I felt the beast kind of come out a little bit. I've, I've, I've sort of felt myself wanting to, because you get drunk people and they don't know how to act and you want to react and you want to, you want to educate them, you know, but you can't do it. Fight that urge. It's about the mindset. Relax. You know, conflict resolution on a cruise ship. What's conflict resolution on a cruise ship? Walk the F away from the conflict. That's it. It, no offense. I'm not trying to rub it in. Ask Chris. Okay? Chris didn't even get involved. Chris wasn't even fighting with anybody. Chris just got a few drinks in him. And Chris was basically on a solo cruise because who knows where the hell Hannah was. And uh, he found himself getting into, even on a verbal level, found him getting into someone else's dispute. Fast forward. It turns physical. Chris is a sweet guy. He's not looking for trouble. But Chris cannot cruise on Carnival Cruise Line anymore. And that's a freaking problem for all of us. <laughs> Just kidding, Chris. But uh, yeah, Chris can't go on Carnival anymore because he was associated with a, a violent act on a cruise ship. You know what I mean? A family member against another family member. Chris finds his way into it because he just feels bad for somebody. And then Chris finds his way of not being able to cruise on Carnival anymore. Not good. Especially a guy like Chris. So Chris has to be extra polite and extra tolerant of bullshit when he cruises on Royal Caribbean or Norwegian. Because what the hell is he going to do? Chris, I'm sorry. I love you. You can't have us... You. Can't we're adjusting these cruise schedules for you, but if you got two out of the big three, you know what I mean? What are you going to do? You're going to have, are we going to have to all go to Acosta or Morella just because you, you keep getting into problems with people? Um, that's about it for that. Um, the only other thing I'll say is when you get off the ship, one of two things, same as getting on, either sleep in, be the last person off the ship, which I've done several times. You know what I'm saying? I've absolutely slept in. And you know what? I've clearly taken care of the room steward. Clearly by day eight, clearly the room steward knows that I am a drunk. He's seen me, seen me how I operate. So you know what? Based on the fact that I've given him a couple of dollars and based on the fact that he already knows what he's dealing with with me, he doesn't bother me. He bothers everybody else. Thomas will get up when he gets up. And then you know what? It's... I swear it's different. I swear it's been after 11.30 in the morning when I've gotten off a cruise ship. I wouldn't think of doing that now, and I almost feel like it's not even possible now. And I may be mistaken, but I swear that night, and this was such a beautiful night, when me and Sony were running around that ship, and I was down $2,000 at the blackjack table, and I put in for another 500 lost that 500 
Sony's playing with a couple of chips. I take a couple of Sony's chips and turn that into a hundred bucks. Turn that hundred bucks into five hundred, and then walk off being making all my money back and another three thousand. Then celebrating deep into the night, hanging out with some of the uh, musical staff on board, having a great time, and then going back with like three grand and hundred dollar bills. And we, me and Sony got back to the room with throwing the money all over the room, rolling around in it. Total celebration. I swear that next morning we got off at 1130 in the morning. I swear. Am I wrong? I don't know. Maybe I am. Point is, there's no line. Point is, right through customs. The other option is to be one of the first off the ship. That's what I've been doing lately. They do this uh, They do this thing now where they kind of just, it's like a sales pitch. It's like they're, they're taking sales pitches even into uh, getting off. Of, I remember with Mike Pack on Carnival Horizon, and he was so good at it. And the fact that he's British, you know, a lot of these infomercial people, a lot of time they're, uh, they're Australian or they some sort of an accent, but it was, it was just such a, but wait, if you act now, but wait. He was doing that. I remember hearing it as like 7.30 in the morning. I know I got to get off this ship. I got to go back to, uh, where was it? I got to go back home. I got a long drive from Miami to Boca. And I heard this guy. It was hungover as hell. But I heard him say, ladies and gentlemen, I have a deal for you. We're not supposed to let you off. But if you, within 20 minutes, can make your way to the gangway, self-assist only, I can get you off this ship right now. Are you ready for it? 25 minutes. And I was like, that got me out of bed. That definitely worked. So same thing before or after, in my opinion, when it comes to embarkation and disembarkation. But that's pretty much it. That's just some of the, again, wrapping it all up in a bow. That was just some of the issues that you might encounter when coming, uh, when, when booking, sailing, and getting off your cruise ship, excursions, all that stuff. And I just wanted to give some friendly advice Hopefully, uh, hopefully it was useful. All right, let's do the emails. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always Be Booked Cruises and Vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Booked.com or email me directly at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. We enjoy them each and every week. Some are 
cones out there think it's their favorite part of the show. You can email me at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I would love more emails from you guys. I would love to do, I mean, if I got, I'll read them all. If I got another enough emails to do a separate show a week, a free show a week that was just emails, I would absolutely do that. So all you cones out there, if you haven't written, I would love it when people say I've been listening since day one and this is my first time emailing. That's one of my favorite things. So, you know, please email me, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If I've said something stupid, which you can't say I haven't because I know I have. If you agree, disagree, questions, comments, concerns, corrections, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's get it on. Hi, Tommy. It's been a Oh, yeah. And proofread the damn emails. Okay. No pressure. Hi, Tommy. It's been a long time since I emailed you. Will you have a couple? I will have a couple of gems coming shortly for the ray. Oh, I know this is this is Darren. Darren's got some um, stories. Darren has broke that fourth wall. He's been below deck. He's gotten into cabins of people who work on cruise ships for a little. Let's call it maybe less than appropriate activity. All right, here we go. Hi, Tommy. It's been a long time since I emailed you. We'll have a couple of gems coming shortly for the regular podcast outlining the shenanigans from my last cruise. Oh, that's a, you call that in the business. They call that a teaser. Sadly, not involving crew quarters. Okay, still just the same. We'll accept it. We don't want you to make shit up. So, yeah, if you got some stories from above deck, let's do it. I have to say I'm proud of you for preserving on the 30-day Patreon challenge your dedication and punctuality were questioned before but you have risen above and the super cones appreciate it i wish you continued success moving forward p.s i loved your interview with matt from cruise geeks or i should i say fantastic cruising i guess it's okay to acceptable to fish for pockets in your own aquarium i don't know what that means i guess it's acceptable to fish for pockets in your own aquarium I need an explanation on that. If somebody wants to do that, that's fine. If, am I missing something? I'm not sure. Uh, respect to Matt. Shout out to the lovely Miss K. Or is it Key? And boat drinks to you, best Darren. Darren, you're the man. You're the best that ever did it. I uh, definitely want to hear that story. Why do you write me an email and you got stories, but you don't say the stories? All good. I, get, I appreciate the email, and I'm looking forward to hearing that uh, wacky story. Tommy just finished listening to Patreon Marathon number 16, and I've got to say thanks for hanging in there. I really enjoyed today's show. I know it was tough for you to do and get it done, but thank you for recording it. I don't know what I'm going to do on day 31. I really look forward to listening every day, and it's going to suck to have to wait a week for so for another show. Cheers, Ed. Ed, you don't have to wait every single damn day. I Be careful what you wish for, because I'm going to be all up in your ear every single day doing a cruise show, the only daily cruise show of its kind patreon no longer a marathon uh hey tommy i have heard you ask for opinions about your vlogs a few times i hate that word too yeah because i've mentioned i hate that word so after a couple of michelope oh here we go after a couple of michelope ultras proud sponsor of the abb ultra lounge i wanted to share a few thoughts on what direction i think you should take your youtube channel all right i like this as a novice cruiser, YouTube watcher, podcast fan, and supercone, I am starting to realize that the information entertainment balance that I prefer and what I don't. I'm a big fan of Doug Parker, Lalita Loca, 
Don's family vacation and a couple of others. So here you go. I think that your Carnival Horizon Tour video should be your template of things to come. It's got soft background music, a combination of stills and videos, less than 20 minutes in length, and possibly most important, personalized narration by you, as only you can do it. One last thing. Thanks for not pointing the camera at yourself. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. Nobody wants that. <laughs> the whole time as you walk through the ship, as some do. A little here and there is fine. I tune in to see the ships and the locations, not the narrators. Good luck with all you do. Gary from the loot. That's what the kids call it. You guys might know it as St. Louis. Uh, you guys like Lenny? Uh, Lenny? Did I just say Lenny? I meant Nelly. And the St. Lunatics. Who else is St. Louis? Chingy's from uh, St. Louis, right? Was Ludacris? No, Ludacris is Atlanta. Yeah. Um, cruise ships and rap stars and their locations. I'm pretty good at. Whatever. My mind has a capacity to remember those two things. Um. <clears throat> so, all right. So, where where are we going here? Yeah, I agree with you. The narration. See. I wanted to experiment with a few videos where I didn't narrate it because I just put myself in the position of the viewer. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes, my brand is, I guess, the podcast and the personality type thing. But I did want to see, you know, when I when I look for a cruise video, when I was making those cruise videos, I was basically saying, what do I want? Because, you know, there's a lot of cruise tour videos out there that are bad. You know what I mean? All right, I'm going to think about going on the Carnival Sensation, right? All right, let's look it up. Video, Carnival Sensation. I got to look at an alarm clock. I got to look at the light coming in from the window. I got to look at them making their coffee. I got to look at their annoying, stupid kid in the back of the car yelling, are we there yet? I got to look at the uh, giant freaking um, cruise terminal. And then we got to look at them walking on board. And it's 20 minutes in, and I haven't even seen the freaking Carnival Sensation yet. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to do something kind of concise because uh, brevity and conciseness are not my strong suit on the podcast. So I was thinking maybe make up for that in the YouTube format. So that's what my plan was for those videos that I did <clears throat> that did not have um, that did not have the narration. But I do agree with what you're saying. I do believe I am going to go back to the narration a little bit. Uh, I also think sometimes, too, if you know, if you don't get me and you don't know who I am and you don't listen to the show, and that's the thing I'm trying to do for the YouTube uh, channel, too, I want to branch out. I have a video coming up soon. I'm still working on producing it, and that's going to be, and you're going to see some basic stuff. I know a lot of the cones out there will support me just because they support whatever I do, but a lot of it is going to be a little bit more on a basic level. I like to pride myself on not spoon-feeding you you know, just run-of-the-mill cruise ship information. Don't forget, bring your power cord, or don't forget, you know, uh, whatever the general run-of-the-mill tips are. Get your seasick patch, whatever, uh, all that stuff. I want to kind of, A, celebrate the cruises. I want to kind of share stories about the fun we've had. And when I do go into the tips realm, uh, I would like to consider that we're a little bit more of an intermediate group on the podcast. And we, we can skip a lot of the stuff that's pretty common knowledge. However, on YouTube, I think there's an avenue to get a little bit more of the new cruiser. So I'm going to enter into that as well. And you're going to see some stuff, especially in this next video, that you know you might see from me. You might consider to be on a little bit more of the basic side. But, you know, we're all going to find the, we're going to find our angle and we're going to uh, 
see where it goes. It'll say, listen, it's a work in progress anyway. We're going to see what does work, what doesn't work, and we'll make adjustments along the way. Hi, Tommy. I've been on six cruises so far, and I've spent a grand sum of zero in the casino. I am very motiv- I am a very motivated cruiser and con- uh, consequently need a little incentive to book a cruise. Little incentive. I'm a very motivated cruiser and consequently need little incentive to book a cruise. See, that's perfect punctuation. That stumble right there. My fault. I am very intrigued at the thought of a casino offer. Cruise plus discounted rate. Deal me in. Like that? You got a little pun. Deal me in, right? See, I like this. This is like very polished and professional here. We have two cruises booked in the next six months, a 12-day on the Royal Caribbean Grandeur of the Seas, and a nine-day sailing on the NCL Getaway. My question for you, which cruise line is looser with the casino offers? If I had X dollars to play with in the casino, would I be better to play with the whole bundle on one line, or should I split it between the two? And how much of a bankroll should I allot to be considered a viable player? In your experience, which line is more generous with any casino offers that may appear in your inbox? I'm hoping that my can af- can afford to lose budget. I'm hoping that my can afford to lose budget aligns with. Is that right? Can afford to. I see what you're doing. You're trying to do like a little uh, hyphenated little phrase there. But do you mean can't afford to lose cruise budget aligns with the cruise lines? Uh, we want them to come back. Yeah, you want a little. You got a little ambitious with the hyphenated stuff down here, Trixie. I am hoping that my can afford to lose budget aligns with the cruise lines. We want them to come back. Metric. There you go. We got it. Uh, like I said, I am a very motivated cruiser. So any bonus cruise wants to send my way, I'm likely to pounce on it. Boat drinks to you, and glad the K Compound has been has you cranking out regular content. Cheers. Trixie. Trixie's a legend in the game. Always nice to hear from Trixie. I don't have a lot of that information you're asking. I can tell you that it changes a lot, too. I can tell you that if I gambled in the casino and it was always about an amount, I could go in the casino the last day on the Carnival Cruise. And if I put up, you know, a couple thousand dollars swing, either way, I would see a note that didn't give me an offer. It wasn't like this offer. It was legitimately a piece of paper that said... It was a letter that said you have a free cruise. And the only caveat to it was that you had to book it in a month and you had to take it within six months. That was the only caveat. It was legitimately up to whatever cruise. I could take a nine-day cruise. I had to, you know, as long as, you know, I guess the, the, the play was that strong. And that was what I've gone deeper in since then. That was like my, that was like 2016, I believe. 2016. No, 2014. Since then, I've gotten even more aggressive on Carnival Cruises and haven't seen a lick of something like that. My situation with Carnival is is that I get offers all the time from the casino, and they're just modest little offers. $250 off here, this cruise. Even sometimes when it's good, it's $500 off. But then even when you look into a $500 off thing, okay, you get a four-day cruise, $175, double occupancy, tax and port charges. Boom, they get their $1,000 out of you one way or the other. So... While it's good, it's a good deal. It's better. It's better than not getting that deal. It it's not as aggressive as they used to be. But then every once in a while, there will be uh, a, sh- a ship that they can't sell, or they're trying to push, and I'll get an obscene offer every once in a while, and those you have to jump on right away, or they go. You know what I mean? So that's Carnival right now. Royal Caribbean, I've been getting a standard like two hundred and fifty dollars off the sailing, and that's based on both of us. So like. 
if I it's just it's a good it's good two hundred and fifty dollars off. So if I book a cruise, costs you know five hundred and sixty bucks a person. Obviously that you know grosses out to like seven fifty. So the cruise is fourteen hundred. They give me two fifty off that. That's what I've been getting based on my play, which hasn't been nearly as aggressive as it was when I had an actual job. Um, talk to big shout out to uh, Matt Rogers. Matt gave me some hints on gambling and what they look for. What he says is if you're going to play aggressive, play aggressive early and do it right away. Maybe, you know, if you want to stick around at like maybe $15 a bet, maybe do $50 hands for maybe like four or five hands in the beginning. Hope for the best. Yes, you're exposing yourself, but you hope for the best and you do well. You weather that storm. They have you marked in as that. They are much more likely, according to Matt, to base your gambling, I guess, you know, your your, your hands, base, base your, your, your play on what you do early. So when you turn in that card... You know, they they swipe it, whatever they do. They record that you're there. The pit boss is basing what you do for the rest of the night on what you do on those first couple of hands. So if you want to get aggressive, get aggressive early. And then if you back off, back off, but back off after you've been aggressive a little bit. That's really all the information I have. Matt had a great suggestion. Maybe I should get somebody on who knows a little bit more about this type of thing. I think that's a great idea. Just haven't done it yet. But you know what? I will. All right. Here we go, moving on. <clears throat> you asked on the last podcast why anyone would be loyal to one cruise line. My answer is because Carnival is the low-cost leader among no- major North American cruise lines, although MSC is making a push for that title. I don't drink, parentheses. I know, I know. What am I doing in this group? That's a ridiculous statement. Of course you can be in this group and have a lot of experience in this group and enjoy it without necessarily being a fall-down drunk like myself and my friends. Uh, <clears throat> he continues, So a free at sea perk doesn't really provide the financial benefit for me that it would for a typical cruiser. So that's why I am loyal to Carnival. It allows me to cruise more often and take my kids uh, once in a while. However, if MSC puts a ship on the West Coast, I may take the family on a cruise with them, mainly because it costs too much to fly to all six of U.S. ports uh, of us. I'm sorry. Too much to fly all six of us to Florida, and I can make the 12-hour drive to California without a hotel stay, thus saving me hundreds of dollars. Keep up the good work. Boat drinks, uh, green cup, lemonade, cones from Tom Hawk. Senor Chipo. I agree. I'm with you, uh, Tom Hawk. Um, but hold on. Yeah. So I agree. I totally agree. But, uh, again, is the savings that much? Like, you can definitely, apples to apples, yes, I agree. Uh, Carnival is the cheapest line out there. But you can definitely get lucky on Norwegian cruises. And you <clears throat> you can definitely save on Norwegian cruises. You can definitely get, you know, if you're spending some sort of amenities on shore excursion, um, credit, onboard credit, internet packages, if you specialty dining, if you use any of that stuff, the free at sea helps. But they also have very, very nice options for the sail away. So if you look up Norwegian cruises, if you take on the sail away option, I think they're right up there with Carnival with value. So I don't know. And even if it wasn't exactly cheaper, a couple of dollars, I'm just like, you know what? It might be cool to experience another cruise line. But I do totally get what you're saying. And you are a budget cruiser, and I 
to not knocking that at all. You have a family of six. Of course, you'd be negligent if you weren't looking for the best deal out there. I totally get that. But I, like I said, I don't necessarily think. Now, the MSC thing, I do get that as well. But watch that. Do your research on that because I the jury still seems out to me whether or not you get the overall same experience. I could vouch for all on the big three that you're going to get a good time pretty much. Each of them do a little bit of different things better than the other. But I think you absolutely uh, can count on them doing a good job with your kids. There's going to be a great lot of the food's going to be decent at worst. There's going to be entertainment. The pool's going to be fun. You know, there's going to be parties. There's going to be friendly staff and this and that. I heard different things on MSC. Now, I'm sure they're better. I'm not saying I know what an MSC experience is like, but I did hear that there is, in some cases, uh, some service and some food and some just overall issues that, you know, leave something to be desired. I'm not sure. But, Tom, thank you so much. Uh, should I call you Tom Hawk or should I call you Senor Cheapo? Either one. But I don't, I don't think you're cheap. I think you're being prudent. And I think you're being efficient with your money. And nobody is going to knock that. And you do not. I mean, nobody would... For a second, think that somebody who doesn't drink shouldn't enjoy this group and the podcast and everything like that. Well, that's about it for this week. Thank you guys for your emails. Hopefully, we helped out a little bit. Appreciate everything. Don't forget the Facebook. Always be booked. Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook. Guys, help me out with the YouTube. Free the eyes. Start listening to audiobooks, audibletrial.com slash booked. We do have the Patreon. If you want to show every single day of the freaking week for five bucks total per month, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash booked. Thank you guys so much for listening. You are the best listeners in the cruise world. Thanks again. Boat drinks, Cone. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away 
Or look at big problems You got worries, you can drop them in a blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in a blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in a blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from